You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Help! I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I um, joined the Zoom a little bit late today, and I heard Jared going off about something about Aquaman and Spider-Man. Dude, it's just so frustrating. Nobody needs to hear this, but like a a quick backstory. A couple months ago, I don't know if you guys heard, Henry Cavill got announced that he's reprising his role as Superman, which I was very much anticipating and very excited about because I really enjoy Man of Steel, and I love Henry Cavill playing playing Superman. And he hasn't been in a movie in quite some time because they've made 74,000 Batmans, which is okay. I love Batman, but just give me my Superman. So they finally announced that he's back. He made a cameo in Black Adam. Here we go. Henry Gavill announced he went on all this press tour. He was on um, Seacrest and Kelly, obviously iHeartRadio, Seacrest tie right there, and said, I'm back as Superman for future films. And then two months later, it's reporting that it might not happen. And it's very frustrating, and I don't need to. I don't need to vent about it anymore. I never. I'm obviously not as big into the superhero comic book thing as you are. I do remember seeing Man of Steel, and I think I saw it in theaters, which is pretty rare for me to a see a movie in theaters and b for it to be a superhero movie because I'm not a big superhero movie fan. I saw Man of Steel in theaters, and this hasn't happened many times to me in my life. I I want to say three. Maybe don't, less, maybe maybe don't, two. Don't tell me what I think. You... I think I think you know where this is going. It was one of the very few movies where I really strongly considered leaving middle of the movie. Why? It was so so bad. I don't. Even, I honestly, my the... blood is boiling right now, Dean. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because it's just gonna piss me like, off even further. Like, here's the thing with that is like, if I had no pre understanding of Superman. Which I don't, I do, but I don't. You know, like I have the general idea of Superman's um, origin story and all that stuff. If I had zero, that movie sets up absolutely nothing. All of a sudden, Lois Lane comes in. Oh, he's in love with her. When did that happen? I have no idea. Oh, she got lost in a tornado. But don't worry, Superman's always going to be there to save her. 
It was. It was lost in it tornado. Was, I don't remember that's. I made that part up. It was almost as bad as um, the Avatar: The Last Airbender movie, and oh that's my god, because that is, movie was so. See, this is bad. a point in the conversation when I can no longer take you seriously if you're comparing <laughs> Man of Steel to Airbender or whatever the hell it is, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. No, and, we're not having this conversation. For the record, I'm a big fan of the cartoons of Avatar The Last Airbender or when I was younger. And the movie, huge disappointment. Man of Steel, I didn't have expectations and I was still disappointed. So that's to say it's so all good. that is about that. But um, I'm happy to move on because I don't want you to reach out through the screen and strangle me. Um, so what's going on, Jared? How are you? I'm good. Actually, we have a hot topic including uh, involving a Batman, Robert Pattinson. Why don't we just get oh. right into the first hot topic? Because, you know, nice little segue. So the star of the new Batman movie, which I did very much like, Robert Pattinson. I, I didn't like it. I didn't love it the first time I saw it. I thought it was okay, but I saw it again and I, I liked it a lot more. Can I say uh, before you get before issues. you get into the hot topic? I liked it. The thing I didn't like about it was it was like the Riddler is his main <laughs> enemy. This movie, and then you don't see the Riddler for like an hour and a half, and you're like, what yeah, happened to the guy that he was supposed to be fighting against? Yeah, there's the, one of my gripes in the movie is that there's just way too much going on. Yeah. I couldn't agree with like, you more. Where like the Riddler storylines, exactly. The Riddler is gone for a good like hour of the movie. And you're like, oh, okay, that's right. He's still in this movie because there's just yeah. so much going on with all these different characters, and it is far too long. I'm all down for a three hour movie, but when you know I'm two and a half hours in and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it, then you should have cut the movie by thirty minutes. Anyway, yeah. Robert Pattinson and Suki Waterhouse made their red carpet debut. After five years of dating, can I also just have a little gripe as well towards the English language? Why is the T silent with debut? Debit. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Soft T. What the hell is why? Could you imagine trying to learn English and reading that word? Why would anybody read that word other than debut? <laughs> um, debut. How is that debut? I'm going to Google this real quick because I'm also curious. So anyway, while you Google it, I'll continue with the hot topic. Five years of dating, Robert Pattinson and Suki Waterhouse made their red carpet debut. That's crazy. I mean, I'm sure that they've posted publicly, have gone out in public and have had pictures taken of them. But anyway, December 3rd was the day that will live in infamy where the Batman star Robert Pattinson and the Persuasion star Suki Waterhouse attended the dire men fall if i'm saying that right it's their 2023 show in giza egypt wow that's pretty awesome they walked the red carpet together for the very first time and they've been linked since 2018 the couple have kept their relationship as private as possible with which makes their debut all the more special so dean two things one do you have any answers with us about debut and two what do you think are some of the benefits about keeping your relationship private Especially you come from a public relationship as well. Uh, well, the debut thing, I think, is just a mystery of language. Who knows why? Um, and the other question was keeping a relationship private. Man, props to props to Robert Pattinson. I'll be honest. I don't know who Suki Waterhouse is. Do you? No idea. Oh, my gosh. She's beautiful, though. I just looked her up. She's a model. Well, England, have you apparently. seen Robert Pattinson? Of course she's beautiful. Robert Pattinson is also very beautiful, yes. He's a very um, handsome man. I can only imagine, well, it's got to be different for these like mega celebrities because 
I I would have trouble keeping a relationship secret. But the reason for that is you go on a dating show and the only thing people are interested in is your dating life. Exactly. And so, you know, you do you go to an event, that's all they're asking you is who are you dating blah blah blah. I mean, we have a podcast that like when I was single on this podcast, I was dating people that I wouldn't talk about and it was like hard to talk about the past tense in the current tense because like I'm not talking about being single now. I'm talking about having been single three months ago, but then the person I'm dating hears the podcast and like, well, why are you talking about being single on the podcast? And so then eventually like either that comes to a head and we have to go our separate ways or I have to like come out like there becomes like a point in the relationship where you have to become public with it or you end the relationship. So personally, I couldn't do it. That's why um, I've talked about this maybe on this podcast. I've definitely talked about it to some of like my Bachelor Nation friends where because entering a really, and I talked about it with you actually, entering into a relationship with someone from the show on the show is so much easier than like soft launching people on Instagram and stuff, having been on the show. Because like, oh, the world or the audience gets to see you to be in a relationship publicly on their television screen and they don't have to like randomly hear about it on social media. Because like people only, there's so many people that only get their news from, not their news, but I'm sorry, their like relationship updates from television. Whereas like people are still commenting on my, social media which is funny because obviously if they looked at my social media they would know but they're still commenting on my social media like i can't believe kaylin's lived in the van for four years and it's like well no she never lived in the van we just talked about that on television and so it's like you're using that information that you got four years ago and just expanding on it up until now so all that to say i i don't know what i'm saying actually now that i think about it all i'm saying is i couldn't keep a relationship secret because it always came to a head before that point and I'm very grateful that I don't have to do that anymore because some of the most stressful days of my life were coming into this podcast, having to talk about being single in Los Angeles when I wasn't single and then feeling the wrath on the other side of it. So thankfully, those days are behind me. Yeah, I mean, someone that can relate to this, and there was actually an Else Weekly article written about it, would be Tasha Adams because Tasha was obviously the Bachelorette and she <clears throat> would talk to Us Weekly about her and the split between her and Zach Clark and how they've really never publicly addressed it. So keeping a relationship quiet is pretty hard. I'm assuming also talking about why you guys broke up is probably equally as hard because you yeah. get asked about it all the time. So <clears throat> I kind of want to read this because Tasha's it's pretty interesting to me. She goes, my biggest lesson was to remain true to myself. And I felt like I did that. I'm really proud of that, and I feel like some people caught up in the mix of everything, and I think the best way, the best practice is just to be you. She's talking about dating advice. And I think with that, all these things have come, and it just kind of finds out you, your true self. She kind of talks about dating advice, and then she addresses the whole Zach situation. Him and I both know the truth and where we stand, and I've actually never said anything in the media about our relationship, except we're no longer together. And I know people might think otherwise, but that's literally the only statement we've ever given out. I think that's just something about maturity and how we decided to proceed. And at the end of the day, no one else need, needs to know anything else. She goes on to say, people really want me to be in a couple relationships. My biggest priority, truthfully, I've said it before. I know people don't believe me, but it really is just working on me. Just kind of finding my own way in New York City, but also focusing on things that really make me happy which are philanthropy efforts, and I really love the fashion industry as well, fitness, my mental health, 
So, uh, interesting. You know what? I do have to commend Tasha for her privacy. Like she sets a pretty yeah, good damn. tone for keeping keeping that private, which is really really commendable. Um, who also did a really good job was Claire Claire Crawley, who mm-hmm. like she like launched her relationship online with her boyfriend, and then like a month later they were engaged. And it's not because they got engaged after a month of dating. I think they were like dating for a year, and then she just happened to like launch him on social media right before they got engaged. And so she yep. was dating this guy for a long time and didn't really let anyone know about it, which is very, very commendable as well. Um, I do think that we, we, I mean, not to take anything away from them, they did fantastic. We were kind of put in a tougher situation because not only do we also have the social media like they have, but we have this podcast, which I love this yeah, podcast we, to death. I'll die for help. I suck at dating and suck army. But they yes. were, like I was saying, there were times... Like, and you can attest to this. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it too. Like before you and Ashley started dating and you were hosting this podcast, granted you weren't quite as much of a philanderer as I was. You were always like, I don't think you really dated that much in Los Angeles. So maybe it was a little bit Uh, easier for you, but it was kind of stressful coming out of this podcast every week talking about your dating life when it was very unstable, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, the good news for me was that pretty much it's coming on this podcast for me, starting to host simultaneously uh, aligned with Ashley and I being together. So I've kind of always been in a relationship. But, I mean, but look, can you talk about can you talk about that for a second? Because you and Ashley didn't renounce your relationship until like six months in. Well, we wanted to make sure that we it was exactly what we thought it was going to be when we first got together before we announced publicly. Because it would have been ridiculous of us if we dated for a week, posted about it on social media, and then yeah. broke up two months later with all the baggage that we had with our relationship. When we started dating, I mean, we had a pretty good idea. This was going to be a forever type thing. And of course, when we knew that it was that was the case, you know, three or four months in, that's when we decided to come out publicly with our relationship. But it's it's hard to, especially coming from a bachelor standpoint, you know, like you said, we come from this dating show. That's really what we're known for and what people really care most about us. It's kind of like a business decision. And I've talked about it before on this podcast about Ashley and I, you know, whether it be doing brand deals together or posting, you know, uh, paid advertising. And I remember being so insecure about it in the beginning because it felt inauthentic, not in, not like the the product itself, but like to do it together. I was like, actually, mm. people are just going to think we're not a real couple and that we're faking it. And, uh, you know, she was like, who cares what people say? Like, we know the truth. That's all that matters. I said, yeah. all right, yeah, that's a good point, actually. So it's hard because there is that balance between you want to keep things private and play some things close to the chest, but also for us, with this podcast and with social media and the show, it is a little bit like, you know, people want to know about our dating life. So it's it's a little bit of, of like, quote unquote, business to us, which is wacky to think about. Right. Well, and for us too, not only do they care about our dating lives, but brands that want to work with us would way rather incorporate <laughs> our significant others into the brand, oh, yeah. into the ad because it just gets more traction, I guess. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about us, man? Sorry so, for my language. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! So I went to the Jingle Ball uh, last week, and oh, I saw that in Los Angeles. Jingle Ball, iHeartRadio Festival, put it on with Capital One. It was dude, you're pretty much was, like an influencer at this point, bro. You walked the red carpet. You were at Jingle Ball taking pics. I walk in that red carpet. It's the first red carpet I've walked in like who knows how long, two or three years. It they cared so much less about me than I remember them caring about me in the mm-hmm. past. It was like and I like. You know, you do a red carpet at least like four years ago, fresh off the bachelorette, you would do like eight interviews, 
take a bunch of pictures, and then they would like usher you away. They'd bring you into like a, sh- a swag room, give you a bunch of free stuff. I walked up with Kalen. Kalen looked fantastic. I looked like a bum per usual. And they were like, Kalen, take a bunch of pictures. And so she walks out, takes a bunch of pictures. I walk out, take a bunch of pictures with her. And then like no one asked me for a picture by myself, which is good. I took a couple, but that wasn't important. I didn't want that anyways. We did two interviews and then we left. And then we were completely like brushed behind the carpet, which is fine. But it was so interesting because I remember those red carpets being way more chaotic and high energy. And it wasn't really like that. But all this to say, Jingle Ball, we went there and it was a blast. We saw Dua Lipa, Jack Harlow. Um, oh, this guy that I really liked. Oh, what was his name? Um, crap, I'm not going to remember. I really liked Dove Cameron. And then there's other, there's other Lewis, guys from Scotland. Saying- Louis Capaldi. Louis Capaldi. He was so good. If you haven't heard this guy, you have to listen to him. He is so talented and hilarious. Anyways, this goes back to what you just said. Um, it was I, what I thought was a child, like a kid's event. Like the, I think the age range in my head was like 10 years old to 16 years old like that was like their target demo for this event and even like the kids in front of us were like these younger boys who were dancing to all the tiktok songs and filming each other having a blast and it was great to see every artist that went on stage pitbull was there freaking pitbull um every artist that was there was like up on stage cursing like a drunken sailor like dropping f-bombs and i was looking around and i was like there's little kids next to me this is really like kind of out of control for an iHeartRadio event. So I want to go on record and say that I think that we should have uncensored F-bombs. And what you just said, Jared, that should not get censored, in my opinion, judging by the criteria that iHeartRadio now has set forward for us. Yeah, but it's going to hurt advertising. So I'd rather Mm. not. Um, Mm. We have to be a family show, you know. For the kids. We we do it for the kids. Dude, what was I going to say about Jingle Ball? Oh, I was talking about the red carpet. Dude, that's so funny because honestly, it is crazy how when you're first off the show, it's like E and Entertainment Tonight and Access yeah. Hollywood and Good Morning America. And then you go to the red carpet years later and it's like, hey, the Cleveland Gazette, Jared, come talk to us. <laughs> like, oh, I would love nothing more. Yes, please. Ask for you me. To, you're like, you want to talk to me? Oh, my me? God. No, that'd be so, I'll talk to you for an hour if you want. What do you want? <laughs> and then now? they asked us like they asked us like two questions each. And it was like literally 30 second interviews. And then I was like, all right, see ya. <laughs> and it's always so. about other people. They're like, do you have any, uh, anything about the Victoria Greg thing? And you're like, no, I don't really know. And they're like, OK, you have a good one. All right. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fortunately, oh, we have a funny. we have a fresh engagement. So they asked us at least like pertinent questions. But it was oh, very nice. It was a sobering experience. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. And even I just got a haircut yesterday and the style or the hair cutter, the stylist was, she's like, you're, you're Dean from the bachelor. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was on that show. And she's like, you must get recognized all the time. And I was like, yeah, you know, no, I don't. I, I did a long time ago and I get maybe like one person, two people a month that are like, Hey, you're that guy. So it's definitely died down. (laughs) Hey, you're that guy, bro. I'm like, you're right. I am this guy. I'm the guy. I am a guy. My name is Dean. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my little soapbox, I guess, about iHeartRadio Music Festival. It was a blast. If you guys have the chance to go, you have to go. It was very, very fun. Um, well, before we get into, so we're going to have callers this week. Usually we do two episodes a week. We have the callers on Thursdays, but we don't have a guest today. So we figured let's bring on three guests, a.k.a. the callers on this podcast. So we're all going to do it this week. Today, callers, best part of the episode are coming up. We do have some dating trends that I want to get into. The top eight dating trends of 2022 heading into 2023. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. 
True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean and myself, we have some callers coming up to answer your questions about dating. Before we do that, I did want to get into this article that I saw on Mashable, the top eight dating trends of 2022. Luckily, this doesn't really affect Dean and I because we don't date anymore. Do you like? Do you go on dates with Kalen? Do you guys plan dates? We get dinner at a restaurant four times a week. The same restaurant? Oh, no, but we go on like dinner dates. Very often. You go on dinner dates four times a week? Yeah, that's, Dude, that's it's a combination of like going on dates and just being lazy because we hate cooking for ourselves. Um, well, although Kaylin has, she has been eating chicken lately. So she's been vegetarian for the past three years and she's getting into chicken because she wants the protein content. And she's been cooking a little bit more for us, which has been delicious. Oh, and I just bought us tickets to Avatar Way of Water next weekend, which that'll be exciting. Hi, Max. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, actually. Oh, you should go see it. I yeah, I want to. I want to see it. I mean, it's like a three-hour epic. I'm. You love the first Avatar, right? I love that. That was uh, the first. I've done it more since then. Maybe like two or three times. It was the first movie I ever saw in theaters twice. Really? Yeah, that's how much I liked it. It's so good. It's so. And I'm like, I'm. I'm one of a billion people that say this, but it, it was so good. And I don't. I often. I think it. It really goes overlooked as one of the best movies of all time. And I know you might scoff at that because you are, you know, you have a little more culture and, and re, re, like re, you're more refined. Yeah, than I'm a little bit more sophisticated within the film industry, I'd say. And that's fine. And that's fine. But as like a non uh, informed person that watches movies, I do think it should be in the conversation for best movies of all time. It's definitely top 10. It's probably top five. I think you could argue top three. So I think it should be more in the conversation because whenever you ask someone what their favorite movie is, I don't think I've ever heard someone say Avatar. No, it hasn't. Uh, I think it gets too much heat now because I think it's people just like being contrarian. So when it came out and got all this buzz and then became the highest grossing film of all time, I think it was almost cool to be in the opposite category, which was, oh, it's not that good. It's overrated. Mm. And that kind of caught on. But it's a great movie. It's uh, I'm excited to see the sequel. It was funny because a buddy of mine who's single, he's a younger guy, and he was like talking about he wants to ask this girl out on a date and he wants to take her to a movie. And he's like, oh, when Avatar comes out, I'll take her to that. I'm like, bro, are you out of your mind? You're going to take this girl on a date, a first date to a three hour movie? Hmm. Avatar, a movie that you're going to be paying attention to and she probably doesn't give two rats asses about. No, no. Don't go, you go, if you go to a movie, which I don't think you should go to a movie on a first date anyway, but if you're, if you want to, you got to go to like an hour and a half movie. It's got to be in, out, quick, fast, good, popcorn movie. Hey, that was cool. Even a horror movie, I think is probably the way to go because mm. they're, they're always short run times. And it's like, you know, it's more of an experience because it's like the jump scares and you're like, oh, you don't have to like you know, focus in on the movie. God forbid, dude, she talks during the movie on a first day. You're going to tell her to be quiet. It's Avatar. You want to watch the whole thing. 
The issue with a three-hour movie, the biggest issue in my opinion, is you have to catch like an early afternoon showing because if you go to like an 8 p.m. showing and it's three hours long, I don't care how into the movie I am, at 10 p.m., I'm like, get me out of here. I got to go to bed. Seriously. It needs like an intermission almost. It does need an intermission almost. So I booked us the 4 p.m. showing. So I'll report back August, uh, what, next next week and, and let you know August? how it is. But yeah, we'll wait I'm nine sorry. months to hear your review. I'm so sorry. I meant December Good God. of next week. Next I guess there's weekend. no, that's the one thing that I actually don't miss about living on the West Coast or where a place where it's nice all the time. I can feel the change of the year by weather here. Hmm. You know, in LA, I never really felt that because August, it's warm, but like, you know, December is the same as May and June, and June is the same as August, and September yeah. is the same as April. Here, it's different. Like, I walk outside, I'm like, ooh, ooh, so it, this is a, a chilly December night. It's like, oh, yeah. I love that. There, there like are that. days here in LA where you're like, oh my God, it's 50 degrees and raining. This sucks. But like that's as bad as it gets, you know? And then the next day, it's 72 and sunny, and you're wearing shorts and a short sleeve shirt all day long. So we definitely have, uh, it definitely changes a small bit, but definitely not as as major as it does out there. Um, Vegas has been right. very cold lately. No snow, fortunately. You should go to the Raiders game when they play the Pats at home. That'd be pretty cool. Um, all right. Before we get into the callers, we do want to run through these eight dating trends of 2022. Uh, so the first one is saving time and money with Zoom during the pandemic. Obviously, some people opted for virtual dates on Zoom. It's still a dominant dating trend as dating coach and eHarmony relationship expert Laura House said people are much more protective of their time now. Virtual dates make first dates lower stakes. They do save time and money, though. But it serves as uh, it serves daters as a gauge over whether they actually want to meet someone in person. So that's still a big trend. I don't know. I guess I, if you think I don't know, I'm not. I think the dating, the Zoom date is over. I, I I'm a big advocate for being in person with someone. There's certain feelings and vibes that you can get when you're in the same room with someone that you can't get over the screen. There's a connection. You know, you, you don't get those things over the screen. Like, of course, Zoom was great during the pandemic. We couldn't be together. We had to be six feet apart. It was, we would rather be safe. But now, I don't know. I'd rather just like, let's go on a date and let's get coffee. And if it sucks, it sucks. You know, it's at least, hopefully I get a good story out of it. That's my two cents yeah. on it. No, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I took a, I took a weed patch last night as I was falling asleep. And nice. tight. Yeah. Tight. I've been sick lately, so I did it to sleep better throughout the night. And as I was falling asleep, I randomly had this thought pop in my head that remember in the middle of the pandemic when everyone was like, the world will never go back to the to the way it was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, we're kind of there. Like everything yeah. is basically as it was minus like some supply chain stuff. And like the global economy is a little bit more effed up now. But like your day to day life more or less is the same in my opinion mine is at least like i don't feel like i'm inhibited at all because of the pandemic as it was so i remember when like people were saying that we were never going to shake hands again yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that went away fast it's it's it it went away so fast everyone has kind of resumed per like status quo so as far as dates go i agree with you fully that (laughs) zoom dates i can't believe I can believe that they were a thing and it's great. I 
I personally, if I was single in the middle of the pandemic, would have never, ever, 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 ever done a Zoom date. That sounds so miserable to me. I mean, it's not. It's like it was necessary. You know, people needed connection. People needed conversation, especially if they were quarantined by themselves. But damn, it's not the ideal scenario. It was, you know, you kind of had to just go through survival mode there and figure out what you needed to do to get through. But now it's over. I don't. I don't advocate Zooming anymore, you know, yeah. and because here's the other thing. People will say, oh, you should Zoom with the person to see if they're creepy. And it's like, if you think, like, you probably know if someone's creepy or not yeah. prior to any type of Zoom meeting, you know? So if you think they're creepy, just stay away. There was one girl uh, many years ago that lived in San Francisco. I lived in Los Angeles and we met through like a mutual friend, but we had never met in person, only on social media. And I like was really interested in getting to know her and somehow we got onto the point where i was gonna fly up to san francisco for the weekend and like stay with her and like have like an extended date in san francisco with her and i like as the day was drawing closer like this was like a thursday i left on a friday i was like i'm flying to san francisco to spend a weekend with a person i've never met in person that's weird and we need to like ensure this is not gonna be weird so we set up a Zoom date before and it lasted like three minutes. And it was basically just like, hey, I'm a real person. Oh, you're a real person. That's good to see. You can talk normal to me and I can talk normal to you. That's good. Like that's as far as I'll go to the point where I can't imagine like Zooming for hours with someone that I'm interested maybe in dating. I don't know. It just seems kind of crazy to me. So, yeah, um, I, but I see the I could see the I could see the practical appeal of it like especially like you were saying people were like starving for connection at the time. Yeah. But is this article saying that zoom dates are still a thing? Oh yeah. They say it's a, a dominant dating trend. Yeah. I that don't know. Virtual dating is still a dominant trend in 2022. I don't know. I don't know because if, if, Oh man, that's so tricky. It, it definitely works for the right person, but I do think it kind of sets up a bad cycle of habits later down the line. Like, I personally wouldn't want to be in a relationship that is dominated by like mm-hmm. digital, like a digital thing. So if you're going to be in a relationship where all you can really do is zoom and I understand like just break the ice on zoom and then go from there. But like that kind of sets a precedent later on where uh, like face to face isn't as important as like zooming. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's, a, I just don't love the, love the whole concept. No, I agree. And the second one here. So we'll just do this last one uh, because we do have the callers that are lining up. But we'll talk about this pretty quickly. And then we'll revisit this next week where hopefully we all suck a little less. Finding love amid inflation. We talked about a little bit before. The economy is not the best right now. So there's actually a lot of uh, singles out there in America that uh, are a little nervous about their financial situation when going on dates. So they said 54% of the people that responded to this this poll said they want to spend $50 or less on a first date. That's pretty reasonable. You can do, definitely. we talked about it on this podcast so many times, you can spend $6 on a first date. Just go get coffee. Chill out for a while. Sit down. It's all about conversation anyway. You don't need a, I know that our entire culture is based around food and drink. It really is when you think about it because everything is based around go getting a drink or coffee or food. But like there are ways to do that and save money. So like I get it. You know, it's, they, they actually talked about also singles wanting to increase transparency over finances in the early stages in dating. That's something 
man, money is just a tough conversation. But I get it because, like, I've had friends that have gone into, been in relationships with people who have not been open and honest about their financial situation, and it's come back to bite them and ruin the relationship pretty much. So yeah, it's tough. There's, like, a balance. Like, how early is it too early to talk about cash and money and what you have in the bank and how much money you make? And then, but you don't want to learn it too late because then, you know, once you start getting into a relationship and you're like, oh, okay, let's start splitting the rent or paying for food or like even got, you know, buying something together. It's a lot. Yeah. I remember when I was making $40,000 a year as a recruiter in Los Angeles, it was something I didn't really feel comfortable talking about. But the second I started making more money, then I was way more, like, it's weird how if you start making money that you're more comfortable with, you're way more open to talk about it. And if you're not making as much as you want, you're like kind of more hush hush about it. That was kind of my experience, at least, where I was embarrassed, I guess, maybe by the the lack of money that I was making. And so I didn't really talk so candidly about it. But now, like with Kaylin, for instance, I've never had any issues of saying like, oh, I make this much or oh, I have this much money in my bank account um, because it's a little bit more of a stable figure, I guess, than it was, you know, six years ago. So, yeah, I can definitely see like the like it, it transparency is really, really important. But it also kind of like there's a lot of other variables that come into it, you know, like when you were when you were only bartending in Los Angeles three nights oh. a week, I'm sure it wasn't something you were super excited to talk about. with. Dude, when I was on The Bachelorette, man, I was making 40 grand a year and I went on this show and like I was like, dude, obviously I want to be with Caitlin, but I am nervous she's going to pick me. And I have to admit that, like, I'm not a rich man by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So uh, we need to figure this out. Yeah, I love. I had the same thing with Rachel. I was like, dude, I take the bus to work. I, you know, yeah. I, I have three roommates, like all this stuff that I like. And then there's like Brian, who's like a successful chiropractor, lives in his own house. And Peter, who, you know, has his own gym. I don't know. It was definitely a, a daunting uh, mountain oh. there. Dude, I remember one time somebody had, a, I think I talked about this in the podcast. I won't say who it was, obviously, but they had to do a wire transfer on while on the show. And we don't have computers or phones. So they had to use a producer there. And I don't know why I was in the room. Maybe it was like the breakfast room, but like, I don't know why he was like saying that he needed to do a, a pretty large, substantial, like around $70,000 transfer and he wanted to make sure it went well. I was like, $70,000? They have $70,000 in their account? <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I'm so screwed. Yeah. And then of course, like I felt so insecure. I remember asking a buddy of mine who was on the show. I was like, how much, um, I was like, do you have do you have a good amount of savings? It's like, am I am I really poor right now? It's like for what I have in the bank account because I don't have nearly that much. Yeah, I remember um, before I moved to LA, I lived with or no, I didn't live with my buddy that I moved to LA with, but I, we were like hanging out one night in Denver before we moved, like a week or two before we moved, and he took like forty dollars out of his ATM or out of the ATM, and it showed the balance on his receipt, and I like peeked at it and. You know, we were like 23 or 24, so we were much yeah. younger at the time. He had like $12,000 in his checking account, and I was mind-boggled. I was blown away. I was like, I didn't even ask him. I have, don't even think I've ever even told him that I saw that number, but I like literally was shocked. I was like, how does someone my age have so much money? And like, how is he not spending all of it? I was, I don't know. It's it definitely, like finances, transparency, very key. But there are times in people's lives where maybe it's not something they want to talk about because it is a sensitive subject, you know? Yeah. You know what else is a sensitive subject before we get to Joe? Because we're, you know, listen, this is what we talk about here. We're very open and honest. So I don't know if you saw, I saw that like there, I don't watch the show, but White Lotus. 
there was Love it. an article that came out that like the guy there apparently was a scene where he was exposed like he was totally nude and it came yeah. out that he was wearing a prosthetic oh to, like make his 100 percent. i know exactly the scene, and i was talking to my buddy about it and i was like that has to be a fake penis well okay so theo james i don't really know but anyway i saw that on barstool or something like that and it got me thinking because i don't think i've ever seen another man's penis besides movies and yes i have seen uh, adult films uh in my life so pornograph pornographic okay. videos uh-huh. um i've never seen another man i don't think like in person i was trying to think about it so i was like i have nothing to compare except like when i've googled like average penis size for a man because obviously every guy does that but yeah. it got me thinking because then like i i was like i wonder i think i'm i don't know I was like, I think I'm okay, but like, it's such a sensitive and insecure conversation because you see things on like White Lotus, and I, and then of course, like I, I didn't look at it, but I, I can only imagine what it looked like, and I was like, it, is that what women think is an, is normal size? Is that huge? Is that giant? Am I? <laughs> do I not know what small or big is? I don't know. It got me thinking, man. Where are you going with this? I don't know. I it got me thinking that I. I have nothing to compare my own with, mm. except with what I can only imagine are the like biggest the of the 1%. big. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I'm like, yeah. do I have a jaded sense of what like a good size should be? Because I was, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, everything else in my life I can compare with. And I was thinking about finances as well, because like I can have certain conversations with friends about money and things of that nature. But like, I've never been like, yo, what uh, what's going on down there? How are you doing? You know, you know. I mean, it's I've, just like I don't have yeah. anything to compare with. I've definitely snuck a few peaks in my life just out of sheer curiosity, and I'm sure you're doing just fine. But there there were some, you know, like in high school when like someone sleeps with someone, and then like the rumors start circulating. And I remember there's this one guy, best looking guy in school, slept with this girl who he ended up dating, and she was like talking crap about his his member and how small it was and she made a comment like it was like a pinky finger and i was like a pinky finger <laughs> i was like and then i was and then my whole life i was thinking like not my whole life obviously but for a long time i was thinking like that's so small like there's and i'm like she ha- she was exaggerating obviously there's no way she was telling the truth but you're right like you go through so much of your life and like I had that information for like in my brain and I was like, is that normal for a guy to be like a pinky finger size? Because that it just it was mind blowing to me. And like, yeah, there's a lot of not like misinformation, but Dude, we don't it's have just like, like the craziest shit ever. There's not there, you're not going to like go up to your buddies and be like, hey, can I just see you like flaccid real yeah, quick? Bro, I just want to like, like pull the pants down for a second, man. I just need to know. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's definitely something that. um I don't know. Do you think we should talk about it more? I don't know. Because then, of course, you hear about showers versus growers. And now I'm thinking, like, I like I have an idea about what I think I am. Yeah. But truthfully, I don't. I've also, have I ever seen, like, another man's just, because I, I was never in the locker room. Like, I never really showered with other dudes. So I've never really been in that environment. So, like, it's like, I know what mine looks like. Have you ever stood in front of a, a floor length mirror, like a full length mirror? Um, butt naked uh, and fully erect. 
No, I'll oh, kill myself. Never done it. <laughs> okay, well, I've done Fully it. And it looks very, very weird. It looks very weird. Yes, dude. Just like I'm, just to see, just, just to see what your like body composition looks like when you're like no that, way. because Especially it right looks oh, it looks weird looking at yourself and seeing something like protrude out of you in a way that doesn't look natural. It just just try it yeah, for me sometime. Just next time you get out of the shower, just go and and do you know just enough to get you to that point. But don't do anything like silly or anything like that. Um, yeah. But go stand in front of the mirror and just look at yourself and like turn to the side and like see your side no, profile. No way, <laughs> this is not happening, dude. I'll just be so I'll be depressed for four months. No, you're not gonna. You know what you're working with. It just is a funny way to see yourself. It's, it's, it's just a funny that, way to see like yourself. My body naked. It's just this is way TMI. But just like <laughs> I've never like I don't understand. I try to keep myself in good shape, but I'll never understand the appeal of like just guys like because it's oh, just yeah. like hair you know like i have hair on my thighs yeah and just like hair on my knuckles well that's like, why it's funny to see yourself in that like very vulnerable uh position because yeah. it just i don't know it's you've done it i know you've done it and i know you're just playing i've never right i swear to god I, of course i would tell you <laughs> what have we been talking about in this podcast for the past 20 minutes i've never stood in front of not that i can remember like i've stood in a bathroom mirror obviously and seen from like you know the thighs up but you're talking head to toe yeah i don't think i've ever owned a full body mirror until i started living with ashley also i was gonna say ashley's got a few in the house oh she definitely has a few in the house so yeah. now like yeah i could practically do it there's actually a one right next to me but dude could you imagine if ashley walked in on me as i'm just like standing there <laughs> what the hell are you doing Be like oh we were talking about it on the podcast don't worry about it You've got some homework for next episode. Just do that for me just one time and report back. Don't like give me details, but just tell me how it made you feel. Because it's, it, like I said, it's very, it's very, very interesting. It's not going to um, make me feel good. Ashley just walked in. Perfect time. Well, let's segue to the callers. I think it's a good place to take a break. We're going to take one quick break and then bring in our callers. Uh, be right back. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs First was Pappy, and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him, and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So 
I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh. Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome back. We've got Joe here calling in. Joe, are you there? Yeah, yeah. How's it going, Joe? Thanks for calling in. What's going on today? Yeah, so just wondering, like, is it bad to date, excuse me, is it bad to date your best buddy's ex? Yes. Yeah, feels <laughs> feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to come right out and say, it. yes, it's bad to date your I best friend's ex. I mean, is it an ex, ex, like, it's an ex-girlfriend, or is it like he went on a date with this girl? I mean, he, so he broke up with her, like he wasn't feeling it. Mm. They've been broken up for like eight. Yeah. It's been like eight months. Mm. And again, he broke up with her and yeah, like I'm, I like her, you know? So I think the most, the most important thing that you should do, if this is something you want to do and you, you like her, like you say, is before you do anything, before you even ask her out, before you even express any interest in her, you have to talk to your best friend about it and no, make and sure he's okay with it. What okay. did he say? He's cool with it. Oh, but well, I'm still like, I'm still not sure. You know, I don't know if he's like 
just being a good friend, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm just still not sure if it's the right thing or not. Yeah. I've definitely been in this scenario before. Um, and you are, you already have a leg up on me. I wanted to date someone that one of my best friends had dated and didn't even date. They just like hooked up a couple times and I didn't ask him not ask for permission. That's kind of, you know, misogynistic, I guess, but kind of more like have him weigh in on this subject a little bit. Uh, and he got very, very, very angry at me. Rightfully so. And I do feel guilty about it. So you've already got the leg up on me in that sense. If he said it's okay, then, yeah. then yeah, then it's fine. It's on because him. like, if he does get upset about something later on, you could just be like, well, dude, you told me it was okay. If you really didn't think it was okay, you should have told me not to. Yeah. So I think you're, I think it's fine. Like, like you said, if you talk to him about it and he's okay with it, I don't see the issue. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, Joe. Cool. Thanks for calling well, in. Good luck. Best of luck, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. All right. I like when we have guys calling because I feel like we give better advice to guys. Maybe yeah. not better, but we have more inf- like information to pull from. Well, we're not as um, sugarcoat. We don't sugarcoat our answers with guys. Like with girls, <laughs> we're just like, oh, well, you're, no, it'll be fine. You're doing yeah. okay. With That's guys, true. we're like, dude, don't, don't do that. Are you out of your mind? Next up, we have Brandon calling in. Brandon, are you there? Oh, He's connecting he to audio. Connecting to the audio. He's got a very nice profile picture, by the way. I don't no, think the listeners will be able to see this, of course, but very handsome man. And he's got a cute little smirk, smize thing going on. Uh, while we're waiting, uh, there was a girl that came into Audrey's and she was so sweet. And she was like, just by the way, I'm a part of Suck Army. I was like, hell yes. Hell yes, suck, you suck, are. Suck, 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 suck. <laughs> and Audrey, she was so sweet. It was great. So it was like, you know, blending Audrey's with help. I suck at dating which I do all the time anyway when we record from the office. I haven't recorded from the office in quite some time. We haven't, I haven't been making eggs while recording this podcast in like a couple months. It's been pretty good. You know, now you mentioned it, you have stopped that. Was that intentional or are you just working less hours? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. I'm, I'm dialing it back a little bit because, you know, Ashley will probably, you know, throw me off the second story of the house if I started working, if I was still working as much. But, um, Definitely tone that back down. Plus, it was also intentional. It was probably not the best way to record podcasts while being every two seconds being like, hey, let's Well, definitely, it definitely showed us your priorities, and it really hurt to see. But you know what? We moved on. Brandon, you finally connected to audio. How are you, buddy? Hi. Sorry about that. I couldn't find the button. I'm doing good. Oh. How are you guys doing? You're good. good. You're good. We're, we're doing good. What's going on today? Okay. So I'm kind of dealing with a little bit of an issue with this girl who I was trying to go on a date with, and... She canceled last minute on me, and then later on that night, she posts on Instagram on her story at the exact same place with a bunch of her friends. Mm. Yeah, okay. so I, I don't know why she felt the need to lie to me, but she, def- she definitely didn't tell me that she still planned on going out with her friends. Like She yeah. called me it earlier on in the day and texted me to see if I was busy and see if I wanted to go out with her. I was like, yeah, of course, so... I rushed home, got ready, and then she sends me a text like 15 minutes after I get home saying that she's feeling sleepy or whatever. And when I talked to her on the phone, she definitely didn't sound sleepy. So I was like, okay, whatever. Mm. And I was a little pissed off because I had to rush around and kind of get ready. But that's fine. It happens. No big deal. And then later on at night, I'm on my phone. I'm on Instagram. And then I see that she's posting stories. So I click on it. And she's literally at the exact same restaurant that we planned to go to with a bunch of her girlfriends having a good time, not sleepy, not at home. And it's like, what, what the, f- why, why, why lie to me? Why be childish? Why not yeah. tell me directly? 
Let's have an honest conversation. It's not that big of a deal. Like, just be like, oh, I forgot. I want to go meet up with my girlfriends tonight. Let's be honest. Like, I have no idea what's going on. She's for the streets, Brandon. She's for the streets, man. And to me, the the hardest part is that, like, now you're forever a liar. And now I can't yeah. trust anything over something so small. Like, you can't. Know. You have to lie over something tiny like that. I understand. I don't know. I actually don't understand lying to any to that degree, at least. I don't I don't right. get it. Here's yeah, what sucks. I don't get it either. Here's what sucks in my opinion is because uh, I've had something like this happen to me before as well. And all it did for me was make me more interested in the person. So I hope for you that that's not the case because someone that's like disrespectful like that is definitely not worth your time. Uh, what I imagine happened is like she had plans to go to this place with her friends and her friends maybe like canceled. And so she was like, oh, maybe I'll just bring Brandon with me instead. And then her friends uncanceled. And then so she canceled with you. That's kind of how I imagine it playing out in my head. Regardless of how it happened, not cool. And I personally think it's like enough of a reason to kind of like stop pursuing this person, you know? Yeah, it's just weird. It's all, it's just weird. People are weird. Like, why lie about that? What's the big deal? And not to mention, she posted on her story. Did you think she thinks she, you weren't going to see it? That's the other thing. It's like you post that you go out, and uh, of course you're going to see it. I don't that. Know. That's the issue is that, it, okay, it, at least 50-50 shot of me seeing it. I see it. Now I have to ask her about it. That puts me in a weird situation. Now I yeah. have to believe the lie that she's going to tell me about this mm. story. And then I, and then now it's just, why lie? We're adults. Yeah. We don't have to be like that. Like, that's the main, you know, women talk about, I, mean, what, I don't want to put generalize here, but I've heard a lot of women talk about communication and the importance of communication. Mm. Well, then why are you lying so much every, for tiny little things that don't matter, mundane things? And I know guys do it too, but that's the core of it. People talk about communication and they're so full of crap about it. Dude, Brandon is bringing the fire. I, I, I love like it. it. Brandon, I got to ask, what, are you, what does your gut tell you to do with the situation? Do you think you want to keep uh, talking to this person or do you think it's uh, put to bed? I, I think it's put to bed. Once I find out you're a liar, now I'm questioning everything and why be mm. in a situation where every conversation I'm like, well, that could be a lie. That could be a lie. That could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's totally unhealthy. So now I have to just go, OK, wash my hands. Bye. See you later. On to the next one, I guess. Do you think you're going to give her a chance to explain the situation? No, because I'll like I said, it, it, her explanation won't be. She didn't look like she was sleepy and like her friends dragged her out because it was a birthday party or something like that. To me, it just looked like she canceled on me and went out with her friends and just had a good time and didn't have the gall to tell me about it. And that's yeah. ridiculous. You're an adult. Like, let's have a conversation. Brandon, I really appreciate you calling in about this because it's it's not really a question, in my opinion. It's more of a venting session for you. So I'm glad you can I get it all it. out there. Um, yeah. I, agree with, I agree with you. Like any explanation she gives you. You're going to, in the back of your head, be thinking the whole time, like, oh, I don't believe any of the things you're saying right now. So I agree with you. I think that uh, there's nothing she can really say to amend the situation. And it sucks. Like, it definitely hurts. Like, you you get excited. You get dressed up. And you are looking forward to this date. And then she cancels. And then to even throw salt in the wound, then she's posting stories from the place that you were supposed to go together. So it definitely sucks. Like, it, I, I don't envy the situation that you're in. But it sounds like you got a good head on your shoulders in the sense that, like, you know, you're not going to stand for it. Because if she's lying about this this early on, what else is she going to lie about later on? And, like, what else does she have going on that she's not telling you about? So I agree with everything you're saying. Definitely a crappy situation. 
And I appreciate you guys listening to me. And I apologize if I was venting a little too hard. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, I we love, love it, it, baby. We love Bring it. it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. But yeah, best of luck moving forward. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. That was great. Yeah, that, that was great. I like Brandon, that. call back. Please. Every week, please. Co-host with us, actually. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. 
I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, next up, we have Amy calling in. Hi, Amy. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Good. Thank you for joining us. What's going on today? I'm just calling to get some advice from you guys. All right. What do you got? All right. So um, I want to know how I can tell if I'm rebounding or if I'm genuinely interested in someone Mm. because I broke up with my boyfriend about a month and a half ago. Um, and we were dating for two years. It'd been rocky for a while, but when I do start to date again, I want to show up as like the best person I can be and not use someone as a rebound, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I guess I'm asking like, how can I tell the difference between using someone as a rebound and really wanting to pursue a relationship with them and, and like knowing them for who they are, you know? Well, my gut tells me it was a rebound if you dated the, your ex for two years and it's only been a month and a half. I feel like I feel like uh, a general rule would be for every year you dated someone, it's going to take like a good three months, I'd say, to really jump back into a relationship. Or it should. So if you dated for two, you said two years? Yeah, two years. So you're only a month and a half into your six month. Yeah. After X thing. Yeah, like I know I've rebounded before because I had a relationship in the past where I dated someone right after and it felt so real. I was so infatuated. And then um, shortly after sleeping together, I quickly realized that I wasn't over my ex. Mm. Um, and that had been eight months at that time. So I I personally think uh, rebounding is totally OK to do. People rebound all the time for more. various reasons. Will Chamberlain made a whole career out of rebounding. I was about Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman, the worm. The worm was one of the best rebounders uh, in the history of basketball. I think rebounding is totally fine. And I, I, I kind of agree with what Jared is saying where it's like, yeah, one month per year you were dating. Sure. But also like there is never a timeline you can put on it. And if you meet someone soon after breaking up with your ex, I, I hate the idea of saying like, oh, I can't date you right now because I think it's too soon after my last relationship. Like you should just, you should date and do what feels natural. And yeah, some people might call it a rebound. You and your head might think it's a rebound, but like at the end of the day, if you're doing what you want to be doing and like dating a person that you want to be dating, I don't really see the issue with it. Like there's, there's no, like there's no set structure on how long you should wait. And like, it sounds like by, by labeling it a rebound, I think what we do is like, we kind of, like explain to ourselves and like make it right in our heads because the society has taught us that there needs to be a certain like cool down period before we can date someone else. And like, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think like you should just kind of do what feels natural. And like, if you still have lingering feelings about your ex, that might be bad. But I think that's also pretty natural, especially if you really love the person. 
like eventually those will fade and then eventually you'll you know you'll gain feelings for whoever else but i don't know i don't think it's i don't think rebounding is as bad as people make it seem here's yeah. a question for you so the new guy hypothetically let's play a game where if your ex came back into the scenario and said i want you back would you take them back or would you stick with the new guy oh yeah that's the question right like hmm yeah, if, if your gut tells you I would take my ex back right now because I want to be with them more, then that's the then rebound. you're probably not mm-hmm. ready to move on to a new relationship. Yeah, yeah, I hear but, you. That but, makes sense. But at the same time, too, she would maybe only want to take the ex back because that's like you have two years of time together. So you're way more familiar with this person than you are with this. Shiny but that's new my object. point. That makes this new guy a rebound, which is totally fine. But mm. if you're if you don't want to use someone as a rebound, then I would say you know, acts off the new relationship. If you would still get back together with your ex. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's a, that's maybe how we should start looking at that. If you think you might be dating a rebound, then you can kind of understand better in your head, whether you are or not by deciding if you would take the ex back, if they came back in your life. So I do kind of agree with that, but at the same time too, like, well, no, I guess you're right, Jared. I agree with you. I well, agree I agree you. with you, Dean, though. I don't think like there's anything wrong with rebounding either. As long as you guys are on the same mm-hmm. page and it's and you know that, hey, you know, I'm not ready for a relationship yet, but, you know, I would still like to hang out. Then it sure. is. Yeah, why it not? is tricky. If I were dating someone that was still hung up on their ex, like if they still thought about them, they still love them, they still wanted to be with them, I would be upset about dating that person. So I think the most important thing is it's not the distinction between rebound or not rebound. It's the distinction of, are you still hung up on your ex? Because mm-hmm. then you're not putting all of yourself into the new relationship. So uh, that's kind of where I come from with that situation. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I got you. That's going to be my, my like tester. <laughs> there you go. Your I'll litmus you. test for whether you're rebounding or not. <laughs> yeah. um, Amy, thanks for calling in. We hope we helped. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if we did or not, but no, you totally of, did. <laughs> best of luck. Made it worse, forward. but that's what we do here. <laughs> thanks guys. Bye, Amy. Thank you. Bye. Um, All right. Well, so no Thursday episode this week, huh, Jared? No Thursday episode this week. Just uh, just once a week. Well, we'll we'll get back to our Thursdays next week once we are get our guests back in line. Um, But uh, you know, condensed week. It's you know, it's the holidays, man. Everybody's taking some time off. Uh, We should have like a like a a a listener of this podcast co-host an episode with us. Is that possible? Can we get something like that going? Let's talk to the higher ups. Let's talk to our bosses. Oh, yeah. They said yes. So let's do it. Let's bring a sucky dater to come in and co-host with us. Yeah. I mean, give him the email. I would. I, I think we should seriously do this. So email I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com uh, or DM us on Instagram. Tell us you want to co-host an episode with Dean and I, and then we'll make it happen. Yeah, that sounds fun. That sounds like it'd be a real enjoyable experience for everyone involved. It could um, really go off the haywire pretty easily, but hey, better content. Yeah, that's all we strive for is to create what we wonderful, do here. enjoyable, consumable content for the sucky daters out there. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Jared, I'm so sorry for offending you about Man of Steel, but I stand strong in my conviction. Um, I will report back next week and let you know how Avatar Way of Water is. Actually, I think per, by the time we record this next week, I will not have seen it. So maybe two weeks from now. Um, but thank you to our callers. Let me try to remember the names. Amy. Brandon, Joe, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate you guys. Um, and if you want to co-host an episode with us, it's just spitballing here. Just trying to think on the spot. Give us a give us an email. Give us a DM. 
You'll definitely not sound as dumb as we do. I mean, that is quite impossible. It's quite impossible. It's it's hard to do, and we do that intentionally. We well, we want to set the bar low. That way, you can come in and just step right over it. So, uh, DM us, email us, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate you. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 